Hey you. Welcome back to the space of possibility. I'm extremely grateful you're here. I hope you enjoyed the last course, Love and Understanding, and that you're starting to get a taste of just how warm and expansive your mind and your life can become when you remember to wrap the world in your unbounded love. When you remember to wrap the entirety of experience in a calm, tender, and caring attention. And hold it with the sincerest wish that it be happy, that it be free from suffering. Now, of course, remembering to be mindful, remembering to wrap each aspect of your life and your experience in caring attention isn't always easy. There are just times and seasons in our lives when everything feels off. When we don't feel concentrated, we can't connect well to others or to our own experience. Our emotions may be dry and unfeeling or in extreme turmoil. And it's nearly impossible to watch even a few breaths without becoming distracted. This, of course, is completely natural. It's a universal experience for each of us at times to be faced with obstacles that cloud our attention, that cloud our hearts and minds, and prevent us from staying connected, open, and receptive to the ever-changing flow of experience. I thought we'd take the space in this course then to look a bit closer at some of these obstacles or hindrances. We'll practice identifying them, opening to them, and working skillfully with them. We'll learn how to embrace them as a part of our path to awakening rather than treat them as personal failings or something bad we have to avoid. Okay, so what are these hindrances we'll explore? Well, there are actually quite a few of them, but in this course, we're only going to explore the five traditional hindrances laid out by the Buddha. We'll start with just these five for a couple reasons. First, it would be overwhelming to open ourselves to the whole range of hindrances and their various subtleties right at the get-go. That's just not practical or manageable. And second, this group of five encompasses most of the general disturbances we face, especially if we look at the energy dynamic or quality of each of them. So to begin, these five will lay a good foundation for you to build upon. And as you continue to gain direct experience of them, you can then further delineate and build out the subtleties of each of them. Okay, so what are the five? Well, 
the first and often most difficult is desire or thirst. The attitude of reaching out for something pleasurable, wanting it, grasping it, longing for it. The second is ill will or hatred. It's any kind of aversion to experience, born out of hostility, uh, pushing away, resistance, irritation against the unpleasant. The third is a low energy state, which traditionally is boxed into sloth and torpor, but which we can think of as a dull, drowsy, and heavy mind, one with a lack of driving power. The fourth is an overly energized state, a frenetic and agitating one which is often expressed as restlessness and the anxiety that accompanies it. And finally, there's doubt, that feeling of going back and forth, or at its extreme, that feeling of paralysis, not being able to do anything at all. Again, there are no hard lines here. Experience is fluid and connected. These are just concepts that can be useful to identify and work skillfully with the obstacles that prevent us from being awake to the ever-changing flow of experience. And I chose to stick with these five because, again, they encompass most of the general disturbances we face especially if we look at the energy dynamic or quality of each of them. That is, reaching out, pushing away, collapse or low energy, overactivation or high energy, and indecision or paralysis. Well, I hope this gives you a little taste of the hindrances. But really, the only way to get to know them and understand the power they carry over you is to investigate them directly in yourself. So that's what we'll aim to do on and off the cushion. We'll make it a habit to continue to note their presence and absence in the mind. We'll explore firsthand the physical, energetic, emotional, mental, and motivational effects they have on our beings, as well as the consequences these effects have on our relationships and on the world. We'll investigate what causes them to arise in us. We'll explore skillful ways to work with them. And we'll also see what we can do to prevent them from capturing us in the future. Now, before you go, let me just stress again that the hindrances are not personal faults or weaknesses we carry. They operate in each of us. So, as you move through this course, and as you move through your daily life, I'd like you to be aware of how you're holding them. 
instead of holding them as personal failings or weaknesses to overcome, see if you can hold them as a necessary part of your path to awakening. Understand that only when you know how you are not free can you work towards freedom. Our mindfulness practice is not a naive one. It's whole. It's about gaining insights into all aspects of ourselves and our lives, including the ones we sometimes like to ignore. This is the only way true transformation is possible. So again, please carry the hindrances with care. See if you can delight in their presence. Delight in the self-knowledge they bring. Understand that they are your vehicle to transformation, to lasting peace. In any case, I hope you enjoy the course. Until next time.